world's on fire, our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know what, why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. Hey, pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass but we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. I gotta ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a Coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. Well, it's been one of those whirlwind weeks. That's an alliteration, isn't it? Whirlwind week. I don't know where it went, man. We got a lot, lot done. Some good fellowships and great uh, people visiting us. Hey, look, I don't, I don't know some of you out there whether you got a link this morning. I didn't get a link. Uh, I mean, our guys always, always email out, email out a link. Now it may pop up somewhere along the line, <clears throat> and I noticed our numbers are down a little bit. So if you, if you ever try to get into Coach Dave Live, and you don't have a link. It's very, very simple, friends. All you have to do is go to CoachDaveLive.com and click on Join the Huddle. Can you go to the homepage real quick there for me, Jonathan, so show them what I mean? Because, uh, you know, I always panic. So where's my link? And then I remember, well, I don't really need a link. Join the queue. See it right up there. Normally, you just click on that thing. So if you didn't get a link, just go click on Join the queue, and boom, you're in there, all right? So the, the uh, link that they send out, Links you, links you to that. That's what makes it happen. So some of you come crawling in here later. And a little bit of a different show this morning, and I'm always a, a little bit, uh, uh, what's the word, anxious, apprehensive when I have a guest. Clay Clark, uh, uh, Thrive Time Show. Clay Clark's going to join us here at the bottom of the hour. Now, I've tried to get him on here about three or four different times, and it, at the last minute, it doesn't seem to work. So uh, we're believing that Clay's going to join us some, at the at the bottom of the hour, 7.30. So, uh, be, be prepared for that. Before we get too further, too far, I want to, uh, Betty, uh, or I'm sorry, I'm Myra, get ready for your prayer, but Betty has an event coming up next weekend. Friends, she's got to know if you're coming. She's got to know. Betty puts on an event like nobody else puts on. It's the Ohio Salt Light Brigade huddle um, for the FBI to know out there. The Salt and Light Brigade is a loosely organized group. Mr. Uh, Agent, whoever's watching this, we don't have any membership. We don't have any dues. We don't have any bylaws. We say, listen, going to be a party at Betty's house, and we don't know who's going to show up. We know this, that the Salt and Light Brigade is God-fearing Americans out there who are sick and tired of what's going on. And we have Salt and Light Brigades all across America, meaning individuals open up their houses, and invite people to come. That's, that's what, and the FBI wants us to believe, or somebody wants us to believe, that the Salt and Light Brigade is responsible for not January 6th, overthrowing a government. Boy, I wish I had that kind of power, <laughs> but we don't. Anyway, go, go to Betty's thing, now, the, Betty's event, okay? Now, folks, also on that same weekend, which is next weekend already, the Central Ohio Huddle for Men. And that Central Ohio Huddle for Men is being held right here at Sky High. It's only going to be about three hours. Meal afterwards, and maybe you know we may hang around a couple hours afterwards. But 
if you're gonna if you want to drive a couple hours to be here, I want you to know it's not an all day event. All right, we'd love for you to come. If you want to drive all the way from West Montana, you can come do that. But that's that was not the design. This is more a design for us to try to get people locally together to try to ex- expand our our uh, going to reach out to some other people who are sick and tired of what's going on in America. And no, Mr. FBI, they don't have to join the huddle. They don't have to join it. Anybody's welcome. In fact, Mr. FBI, you guys can come on in if you want. You can come and join the huddle. So it's, it's, op- it's open to everybody. That's going to be Sunday. I better put my glasses on. And it's at uh, 1 to 4. Send next After Betty's event on Friday and Saturday. Then we have a huddle from 1 to 4 on uh, on Sunday. Okay, cool. Betty, did you want to add anything before before I move off that, all the information there? Can't hear you, Betty. Can't hear you. She, I don't know. I don't know what it is either. She's talking and she, Betty knows how the, how the gig goes. Oh, there goes. we are. We got there it. We go. lost it. Uh, no, just want everybody to come. I got a lot of food. I'm making up and we're having pizza Friday and chicken on Saturday with a bunch of goodies. And if anyone's bringing something, please let me know. Then I won't make it. All right. Thanks, Betty. Please. We've got to cut these. We've got to know uh, by Monday so we can make all these arrangements. Hotel reservations, all that stuff is up there for those of you maybe are coming on, <clears throat> coming a longer distance. Myra, yeah, go ahead. And pray. Myra, me. get ready to pray us in. I'm sorry, Betty. Go ahead. Excuse me. Um, yeah. And the motel went down. 20 bucks. So I thought that was pretty nice. It went from 99 to 79. Awesome. Awesome. Cool. Um, Myra, uh, folks, go get you some, go get you an element. We're going to take communion here as we always do on Friday. So while Myra is praying us in, go get your, uh, go get your elements. Go ahead, Myra. Michelle, got yours up there and your cup from that uh, Reggie sent us. Get your cup out. Go ahead. Go ahead, Myra. Yes, Coach, I will be delighted to do so. Good morning, Huddle. Uh, it is written, Psalm 141 through 13. Deliver me, O Lord, from the evil man. Preserve me from the violent man, which manage mischiefs in their heart. Continually are they gathered together for war. They have sharpened their tongues like a serpent. Yes, Others' have. poison is under their lips keep me O lord from the hands of the wicked preserve me from the valiant men who have pursued to overcome my goings the proud have hid a snare for me and course they have spread a net by the wayside have they set gains for me Selah. i say unto the lord thou art my god Hear the voice of my supplication, O Lord. O God, the Lord, the strength of my salvation. Thou hast covered my head in the day of battle. Grant not, grant not, O Lord, the desires of the wicked. Father, not his wicked device. Let they exalt themselves. Selah. As for the head of those that compass me about, let the mischief of their own lips cover them. Let burning coals fall upon them. Let them be cast into the fire, into the depths, pits, that they rise not up again. 
Let not an evil speaker be established in the earth. Evil shall hunt the valiant man to overthrow him. I know the Lord will maintain the cause of the afflicted and the right of the poor. And the last verse 13, Surely the righteousness shall give thanks unto thy name. The upright shall dwell in thy presence. Holy Trinity, you're welcome to Coach Dave Haddle. And we open our hearts to you. I unleash resurrection power, love, and joy to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. What psalm was that, Myra? Amen. Uh, Coach, that was uh, Psalm 141 through 13. Well, psalm 140, a lot of friendship evangelism in that psalm, wasn't it? Huh? A lot of friendship evangelism right there in that one. Sick him, Lord. You know, the scripture says in Psalms that those who dig a ditch fall back in it. You know that, don't you, folks? And those who roll a stone up a hill have to roll back on top of it, right? So we just believe the imprecatory Psalms is, hey, Lord, what those plans that they have for us, turn it back on them, Lord. That's an imprecatory Psalm. Whatever, they're, whatever, whatever wicked machinations they're planning out there, Lord, let them fall in a ditch. Let them not work against them, Lord. You'll be glorified through all we say and all we do. All right, Joe, get your elements out. Joe, go ahead. Thanks for getting up this morning, Joe. Lead us in, in communion here. Yes, sir. By the way, by the way, Joe, my wife, my ever tender loving wife, is always concerned about everybody. And she said to me, Honey, do you think maybe someone else would like to do communion other than Joe? So, folks, if you would like to do communion some morning, let me know and we'll get you on the roster here. Joe volunteered, that's why he's been it. Go ahead, Joe. Uh, thank you, Coach. Uh, I've started communion a few times with this, and I'll start it again, but I've, I've been thinking of it more deeply than I had before. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And this is for God, the, not, for God sent not a sinner into the world to, uh, to condemn the world, but, by, by, but through him the world shall be saved. Now, Joe, let me pause there a second. The world and people are not the same thing, friends. I want you to hear that again. For God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten Son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. And that God so loved the world, the world, not the people of the world. The people are part of the world. And we're the people that are supposed to be impacted by the gospel to bring God's kingdom to the earth, to the world. And forever and ever and ever, I always thought that God so loved the world. He's talking about the people. Well, that's not what he's saying. <laughs> Whosoever. Go ahead, Joe. Sorry. Um, yeah, and uh, what I was thinking is... The creator of the universe, of all things, gave his only begotten son. And that's just sort of hard to fathom when you really think about it. Yeah. It's one thing to say that a human being did that, which is... Hard to fathom. But the creator of all things gave the one thing closest to him. 
I don't think we think about it that way. And and I think that part of what he was doing, as you brought up, Coach, the world, man was created with authority. And I think mm-hmm. that it affected a lot more than just mankind with the fall. It probably affected the whole can of beans. You know, it probably affected the, the whole... Mm-hmm the whole order of things here. And so the only way to get it back, the whole world back into place is to put it in order again. And um, so I thought we could start communion like that with that today. So I'm going to Matthew 26, 26 again, as I, I prefer this. And as they were eating, Jesus took bread and blessed it and break it and gave it to the disciples and said, take, eat, this is my body. And he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them saying, drink ye all of it. But this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Amen, Joe. Amen. 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 Hey, Spencer. Or, or, no, it's not Jonathan. Jonathan, pull about John 3. John 3. I want to hammer this home and go down to verse 16. <clears throat> for God sent not, for God so loved the world, cosmos, this, this thing that he created, God loved it, right? That he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God didn't send or sent not his son into the world to condemn the world. See, folks, this is a this is a redemptive gospel for the whole world. And the eternal battle between the king of kings, I'm sorry, between the seed of the serpent and the seed of the woman is the struggle over this world. It's a, that's what the struggle, that's what the whole thing's about. People happen to, happen to be in the world. We happen to be in it. In fact, they told us we are in the world, but we're not of the world. So we are in this world because God did what? He wanted to, that the world through him might be saved. The world through him might be saved. This whole cosmos that he's king of kings and lord of lords over. And he is king of kings and lord of lords, whether we acknowledge it or not. That's the position that he holds, right? So again, somewhere along the line, we have made the gospel all about us. And it's bigger than that. It's broader than that. I walked out just before I came out. I feed the, excuse me, I feed the birds in the morning, throw some corn down on the floor, on the ground. And recently, little rabbits have shown up about this big, just, just little little bunny rabbits. They come and they get in amongst the birds and the rabbits eat the corn and the birds eat the corn and they kind of commune together. And it's really amazing. 
because you got red birds and you got blue birds and you got black birds, you got sparrows, you got, I mean, they're all there. They're all there. All those different races of birds are there. And then the rabbits in the midst of them eating them. And I went out there this morning when I, when I went out, the corn supply was down and there's only one little bunny rabbit there. Just one little bunny rabbit. And usually when that garage door goes up, man, he's gone. And when a garage door went up and there he sat, he's just looking at me. Uh, that's kind of odd. I walked over with my little jug full of corn, walked across the driveway. It's about 15 feet probably. And he's still there. He hadn't moved yet. And so I go out there and I'm standing. He's right down, literally right down to my feet, this little rabbit. And I start sprinkling the corn. He never batted an eye. He started eating. And so God created all this stuff, all of this. The Bible says the eye is on the sparrow. God so loved the world, folks. We are, the, we are his caretakers of the world. And salvation brings us into his, onto his team where we now are positioned to help rescue the whole world. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. My opinion, that's the goal of the gospel. Not getting people saved. People getting saved is a result of that of his kingdom coming. Getting people saved brings them into the kingdom to do what? Save the world. That the world may not, that the world through might be saved. This whole mess that we have going on. And I think if you begin to, if we can somehow get get away from what I would call the self-centered gospel, we'd be better off. I got two two little clips. Again, we're expecting Clay Clark here to the bottom of the hour, so I'm going to Run through a couple things here real quick. Somebody sent them to me. I think it was RJ. I don't know for sure. Uh, I go to uh, the first one. Go to the Bible. Go to the first one. Because this guy's sing, singing our song. I don't know who the guy is. I don't know who he is. Probably tells. I didn't take time to look at it. Don't wait, to, don't wait too late to find out if the church's teaching is according to the Bible, this guy says. Go ahead. Fifties, sixties, seventies, and eighties be dedicated to some religious organization just to die, and they give you what they call a home going. And the next time your eyes come open, you come up in the second resurrection, standing before God just to hear depart from me, you workers of iniquity. Are you listening to the old man? Amen. Look at your church. Don't tell me how long you've been a member. Look at it. See, is it according to the Bible? You're a Baptist, don't brag. You're a Methodist, don't brag. You're a Jehovah Witness, don't brag. Don't you brag about no religion you have. Go to the Bible. Are you listening to the old man, Boston? Go to the Bible and see, can you find the religion that you've been dedicated to, that you've been a deacon? There's only two alternatives, brothers and sisters. Heaven or hell. Ain't no need to walk around here in your 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s 
be dedicated to some religious organization just to die and they give you what they call a home going and the next time your eyes come open you come okay, up in a second resurrection standing before sorry, kick, back, kick back to the beginning all right saying the same thing quit clinging to your religion and your church's theology because the guy across the street who's born again and loves Jesus believes something different right and so we're all seekers of truth here. That's what I that's what I love about this show. And you know, I don't get my I don't get my underwear in a bunch if you disagree with me. Because I I tell you over and over and over, sometimes I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm working out my own salvation with fear and trembling. But I know this, there's a lot of things that they told us that just isn't the truth. It's just not true. And we see it per- we see it permeating all society and all culture, and they get away with it because, for the most part, we don't push back against it. And that's what we're all about. That's why we're all about. And I've, I've been singing the song, the same song for however long back here, that they're after the Christian. Folks, if you don't, the seed of the serpent and the seed of the woman. If you do not understand, if you don't have this worldview to understand that the worldly system any system apart from Jesus Christ is attempting to destroy Christianity. If you don't, if Amen. why, why? Because it's exactly what we just said. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent his son into the world, not to condemn the world, but the world through him might be saved. The world apart from Christianity cannot be saved. Anybody disagree with that? Boom. Can't be saved, folks. And we're the product of that. We are the product. We are the messengers. We are the ambassadors to the world to save the world. That he will save the world through his people. That makes a lot of people nervous because they say, well, coach, you're preaching dominionism. Or what, what would you preach? Surrenderism? You either have dominionism or surrenderism. Can you care? Hey, folks, I'm sorry. Can anybody tell me any, any area of the world that any government, media, anything that Jesus Christ is not head of and king of kings over? Ultimate king of kings and head over everything, including the church of Lucifer. If Jesus Sends, sends down the word, the church of Lucifer will be destroyed. He's king of kings over everything. Boom. You, coach, you're teaching accountability and responsibility. Some people don't right. want to live up to that. That's it. I'm trying to, Benny. I'm trying to, Benny. Boom. And whoever told you, listen, I believe every church in America believes the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof or whatever I think they all believe it, that God's in control. God owns it. I think they believe it, but they don't have to. They don't walk it out. They don't walk it out and say, look at that. Look at that daggone government. They're supposed to be obeying God. They're not obeying God. And what's the church supposed to do? Well, we're supposed to be able to go to petition our government for redress agreements. Hey, folks, you're supposed to be obeying God. This is God's government. But see, we've been taught that they're secular and sacred. No, 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 no. They're intermixed. The sacred impacts the secular. They told us there's a separation between the sacred and the secular. Our pastors say it. And God sent man 
and filled him with the Holy Spirit and said, take dominion, take dominion. And we've taken separation. And we're, we're in the midst of a long, long battle back, baby. We're battling back. Somebody want to come in and come in and rattle? I'm, 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 I'm stalling for five, five, six minutes to see if, if Clay shows up. If not, we'll, we'll unleash it and we'll go on the other. I know he's going. I know he's going. I'm not trying to make him sound irresponsible. I'm not, I'm not you know, Clay, if you're hearing that. Nobody? Paul, come on in, Dr. Paul. Hey, listen. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Hey, Paul. I'm taking your advice. I ain't calling you doctor no more. All right? You're you're Paul. I appreciate how smart you are. Come on in, Paul. Um, No, I appreciate that, Coach. It's just, it irks me. So what I'm seeing in the community is interesting um, in Maine, um, but I don't know what Ohio has in store for it. It seems like... uh, a natural immunity is helpful, but people are still getting sick. I don't know what's going on. I think uh, the folks who have issues, whether it's Lyme disease or some rheumatological thing, they need to stay up on top of the usual things, you know. And I think <laughs> I have to say that uh, uh, my office secretary kind of um, put his guard down and got sick. And it was for a full week. I mean, this guy was sick. And it's upper respiratory stuff, small great fever, whips the energy right out of you. So, I mean, you got to maintain that low inflammatory diet, right? You got to take your zinc. You got to take your vitamin D. Um, things like that uh, That sauna you have are a great idea. There's a lot of stuff out there to help your energy. I'm just pointing that out because People are actually getting sick and going to the hospital, too. So it's still putting Amen. people in a hospital. It's, it's hard because I got friends, and they used to work in the hospital, but they don't have the inside track. But a lot of doctors are jumping ship, so things are Amen. looking up. It's all good, man. It's all good. Silver. Coach, the thing that, uh, that you're describing as far as today's church is the Church of Laodicea. Uh-huh. Okay. And people are just going on, going on, Lord's coming, that kind of thing. And right. also those who uh it is you know, it's it's said, but Lord, didn't we heal in your name? And he goes and he says, I don't know who you are. That's right. Okay. <laughs> you have to know the Lord before you know any of this stuff. Amen. And folks, listen, when you are empowered by the Lord, he's a conquering king. Then we can conquer all things. We can conquer. We can conquer conquer the secular world, folks. I'm sorry if you don't believe that. If you don't believe that Jesus Christ is owner of every aspect of the world in which we live, somebody's been lying to you, folks. The devil doesn't own this. The devil may have usurped the power it may appear that the devil's in control, but Jesus Christ is the king of the kings. He's over it all. What's wrong with us? Debbie. Good morning. I um, was drawn to what I've been reading in Todd Friel's book about what, sort of what you were saying about we just move through this life and 
and people observe us, you know, even in times of persecution. And he made a statement about Peter. And he said, why did Peter offer such non-practical advice to Christians who had rocks whizzing by their heads? Because God has different goals for our lives and we tend to, than we tend to have for ourselves. God actually has a supernatural purpose in persecution. God wants amen. To, huh? Yes, yes, amen. He said, God wants us to be holy, set-apart people who respond to persecution like Jesus did. When the world sees our loving response to hate, they will be moved to ask, who is your God? And, you know, it's um, it doesn't mean that you don't take up for yourself. It doesn't mean that you roll over and let them, you know, I mean, there's a loving response to hate. It's kind of a can go either way. But, you know, it made me stop and think about what you were saying today. We want to run out and change the world. And this was in his chapter called Reclaiming America. And it, we want to run out and, and do all these things and convert all these people and stuff. And sometimes it's like just feed the rabbit. You know, just walk outside and let let your grandchildren, let other people who are visiting you, whatever, in the midst of all that's going on, in the midst of chaos or troubles or even just daily work, work lives and stuff, just feed the rabbit and let people observe that in that chaos, God feeds us. He feeds the sparrows. He feeds the rabbits, even though the world is whizzing by us in we are yep. and will be persecuted. So I just thought yeah. that that struck me in that book from what you said today. Feed the rabbits, Betty, uh, Debbie. Just feed the rabbits. Amen. Amen. On that. Amen. <laughs> it's good, right? The simplicity of it, right? The simplicity of it. You say, well, God's not feeding the rabbits. Coach, you are. You're feeding them, not God. You missed the point, didn't you? You missed the whole point. <laughs> he cares about the rabbits. He sent me to the store to buy grain to give to, I gave it to the birds. My intention was to feed the birds, and the rabbits showed up. Naira. But, oh, but even you know that the rabbit knows, right? Yeah. The rabbit knows. That's one of the points I was making. Didn't make, meant to me, is when I first started doing it, when the door would go up, they'd run. Now they just sit there and wait. Yeah, <laughs> right. And so They're when God opens the door, we should run. Right. To him, not from him. That's right. We shouldn't. Yeah, we shouldn't run at all. Yes. Amen. Myra. Yes, Coach. I just want to praise the Lord for us, for the Christian Revolution, for all our events. We got so much going in this huddle. So Psalm one thirty five one through five. Praise the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise Him, you servants of the Lord. You who minister in the house of the Lord, in the courts of the house of our God, praise the Lord, for the Lord is good. Sing praises to his name, for that is present. For the Lord has chosen Jacob to be his own Israel, to be his treasure possession. I know that the Lord is great, and there's that our Lord is greater than all gods. The Lord does whatever pleases him in the heavens and on the earth. Hallelujah. But see, we don't get that one right either. We don't get that right. Praise the Lord. We think it's praise the Lord. No, it's praise the Folks, Lord. Folks, right? you're a living sacrifice. It's Romans 12, I believe. 
I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service, that you would not be conformed to this world. In other words, you wouldn't act like everybody else. You'd be transformed by the way you think. And so the sacrifice of praise is living out what it is the Lord has called you to do. I've told you that before. My wife calls it her love language, right? She knows I most love her when I'm doing what makes her happy. That's, that's how she knows I love her, right? So does the Lord want you sitting around on your back porch just praying all the time? Really? You think that? No, because, see, he has an idea of bringing his kingdom on earth. In fact, he taught us to pray that, didn't he? Your kingdom come, that will be done on earth as it is in heaven. He wants us, he wants his, God wants his powerful impact everywhere in the world. That's his, that's his goal. And he does it through people. And so I always use this phrase. I pray on the way to the battle. I don't pray away from the battle. Can I, let me say it again because you didn't get it. I pray on the way to the battle, not away from the battle. Boom. Both are important. But my prayers, I believe, are effectual in that they produce action. They produce action and impact on behalf of my king. I'm a, I am an ambassador, right? I have brought, when I got born again, and filled with God's Holy Spirit, I brought a new kingdom into a foreign land. You get that picture? That's what an ambassador does. And I'm an ambassador. Paul said, I'm an, amb- I'm an ambassador in chains. An ambassador in chains. I couldn't shrug off this Christianity if I wanted to. I'm an ambassador in chains. And he sent me here on this earth to do what? To expand his gospel. Expand his kingdom that he told us to pray for, that the kingdom would come on earth as it is in heaven. We focus on the worldly or heavenly kingdom. He said, dude, the kingdom's within you. I think he did. The kingdom is within you. Does the meeting host want to get in? Get your hand up. No? Yes. Yes. Uh, no. Oh, that's you. That's yes, you. Yes. Okay. It's me, yeah. Hey, so coach, let's let's give an example of of this actually happening. You know what's happening right now? Remember, remember yesterday, Ron DeSantis, uh, the governor of Florida, announced that he got that he's going to get rid of that that stupid DA who wasn't enacting the will of we the people. He went up there. He said, "Hey, listen, this guy says after we said abortion is no longer law in this land, right? No more murdering babies." This guy says, I'm going to keep on murdering babies. I'm going to keep on recommending transgender research, uh, um, uh, uh, transgender, that, that nonsense, um, cutting up babies' uh, organs. He says, no, you're fired, and that's what we have to do. Fire that's all what we have to do. And you, know, you know what, Vinny? I, this, just, this just hit me. The, the, uh, the FBI and their cohorts in Washington, D.C. don't want to hear from us, right? They don't want us coming to Washington, D.C. And then everybody says, well, how come MAG, or I'm sorry, how come Black Lives Matter and Antifa, how come they don't ever get charged? Can I tell you why? Because they belong to that government. They're part of that government. They're go- they, the Luciferians are in charge in Antifa 
and Black Lives Matter are part of them. We're not part of them. We're ambassadors from another kingdom. Boom. You see the conflict, friends? You see it? You see what's going on? That's why they hate us. We're promised they'd hate us. Mark, come on in, then Roger. Yeah, Coach, I want to talk about prayer a little bit and what you do with it. Randy brought up something yesterday that applies, and that is the Holy Spirit is in you. You are not the Holy Spirit. Amen. So you got to take the Holy Spirit to act. So whenever, whenever all the examples in the Bible, Jesus prayed before he went and acted. He prepared his flesh to be under the will of the Holy Spirit. That's what prayer is for. Now, you can beg God to go fix other people without going, but that isn't what it's about. It's about preparing yourself to Amen. go. And uh, Amen. you take the Holy Spirit with you. You are not the Holy Spirit. So, Mark, it's like this. I'm thinking about Sky High when Bob and those guys were up here this last weekend, uh, Steve, and helping me. Uh, a lot of people have given us a lot of stuff. You know, I got tractors, skid steers. We got tools. I got, I got stuff. I got stuff, you know. But if somebody else came up, if I got Steve Deck up there at Sky High and he's working on by himself up there, and some guy comes up, and next thing you know, there goes the tractor down the driveway and out on the road, and it's gone. My tractor's gone. I'm going to come back up, and I'm going to say, hey, Steve, pardon me, uh, what happened to the tractor? And Steve said, well, uh, this guy came up and said he, he, uh, he's going to take it. It was his, and I, di- I didn't know, Coach, so, uh, so he, I, gu- I guess he took it. I said, uh, Steve, you're my ambassador here. That tractor belongs to me. Why, why are you letting him take that track? Folks, don't you understand that's what the Lord did to us? It all belongs to him. And he's asked us, why are you letting them run that machine? Amen. Amen. Machine? You get it? That's what dominion's all about. Can I loan it to him? I can loan it to him. But I can't loan it to him without the approval of the owner. I got to get the owner's approval. Hey, Lord. Should I give all of our education uh, over to the devil? Would that be okay with you, Lord? And you know what he would say? Pardon my French. Hell no! And we do. Why? Because we don't have the idea that his kingdom is ever expanding. Literally, hell no, right? Literally, hell no. (laughs) No. Those are my children, and I have given them under your care to train them in my ways. And you mean to tell me you've let the Luciferians raise my children? See, we're we're secular-minded. We're separation of church and state-minded. We're too world-minded. We are invaders into this kingdom that the devil seized, and the Lord says, go take it back for me. Go take it back. Every aspect, every place you put your foot, it's yours. Go get it for me, will you? Amen. And the Italian church, you're not supposed to do that. Roger. Oh, I'm, I'm jumping to uh, another area. I hope that's okay on Flea Flicker. But Silver was talking on pre-show about the book of Isaiah. He's been reading it. And he uh, made reference to Isaiah 53. And I looked at it this morning, and I would just encourage, encourage those in the queue. If you want an encouraging message in addition to, to you and others this morning, 
just read Isaiah 53 as it is the precursor, as it shares our Savior coming. If you read Isaiah 53 and you think this is just, you know, somebody making things up, you got to be crazy. I think of the, the one verse, but he was pierced for our transgressions. 800 years this book was written before Christ. And, and this is just a happenstance of a writer. Unbelievable, but that's all I got for this Friday. Love the program, love everybody. Spend a moment. Read Isaiah 53. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No. It's dominion, folks. God gave us dominion. And, and he did it in, in Genesis. He gave us dominion over all, all the animals. He gave us dominion over all of it. That's why that rabbit sits there and waits for me to throw corn. Because he understands I'm boss. <laughs> he gets it. We don't get it. Randy. Coach, um, I, I did a model of, of the wheel within the wheel. It's, a, it's the throne of God. And this is exactly what you're talking about, Coach. It's dominion. Look, when he showed them how to make the tabernacle in the wilderness, okay, they made it. And everywhere it went, listen, the, the world knew it. When they figured, learned about these Hebrews that had this God that moved with them, they were afraid. They were scared to death of it because yeah. they knew that God was with them. So, so in Ezekiel, Coach, the wheel within the wheel, when you start studying this, you're seeing what it is. It is the kingdom of God moving on there. It was a picture of Christ that was coming to the earth, and everywhere he went, the God was. The, the fear of God came on everything, everybody. Okay, and it says that it says there in verse 12 and, and one, Ezekiel 1, 12, it says where, wherever the Spirit it took that, that will, wherever the Spirit wanted it to go. This is what Mark Trump just said, Coach. The Spirit of God is in us. And it's saying, go here, go there, go therefore, go, disciple the nations, go establish my kingdom on the earth. That's, this is the picture of us, of us taking the throne of God. And wherever God says, I will put my throne wherever justice and righteousness is established. So, coach, if, if the church doesn't push justice and righteousness, where's the throne of God at? This is a revelation coach. I get it. But, but that model is a picture. And I'm telling you that when that comes forward, it's going to give you a, it's going to change your life. I'm Amen. telling you, it's, it's a model. It's a picture. Can you not understand that the Luciferian government doesn't want Christ's dominion? Friends, this is, God, this is so clear. This is so clear. And don't want us to have it. Mark, you're going to say something. Yeah, I got a bad reception, but we are the light. There's so many examples that the Bible gives of, of how who we are. We're the light. We're supposed to go out. We're supposed to occupy. We're supposed to go Mark, Mark's got bad reception. That's right. And you're yeah. just trying to get people off their butt. Thrown couch. Their light never shines out of their home. They sit on their couch under their bushels, and they call themselves Christians. Mark? But I have another topic. Oh, you mentioned you mentioned abortion, and, and where do the uh, 
where do the capitalists play? Well, Google and Twitter and all these companies are now deleting your history if you visit abortion clinics. So all this data they're stealing, they're automatically deleting your history and your places and locations from your history. Google is doing that now. And that'll prevent you being prosecuted for killing your baby if it becomes unlawful. So, folks, we have to understand that the Luciferians, when they get in control, they make workarounds on the law. That, that is what they do. Satan, from the very beginning, did God really say? Satan, from the very beginning, infiltrates and deceives. Right? Can you guys imagine how they would be screaming and hollering if God's people changed the abortion laws. See, we didn't even change the abortion laws. We just mentioned that the Supreme Court can't make that decision. And the Supreme Court says, we agree, you, uh, we can't make that decision. So we're going to give the decision back to the states. And look look how those Luciferians are acting. It's, it's amazing. It's amazing. Because why? It's the clash of the two kingdoms. It's the clash of the two kingdoms. And we've been taught in Christianity that we don't engage, that we're separate from it. Come out from among them. Come out from among them and be these separate and touch not the unclean thing. It doesn't say quit getting in there and working to change things. It says don't get caught up in it. Come out of it. Go in and out, in and out, in and out. Don't live in it. Amen. Ambassador. Hey, uh, Jonathan. Jonathan, go to Webster's. Go to Webster. It's important. Thank you. Ambassador. John said, I, no, A, 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 M, Ambassador. See, John went to school down there in the South, so he, he wouldn't know that. Go back to A, A. It starts with an A, Ambassador. Hey, you learned something from an old country boy, didn't you, John? Huh? An Ooh. ambassador. What is that? Uh, is uh, the, this is the more common what? But good, an ambassador, an It would be better. <laughs> All right, John, you're right. It said it'd be better to write ambassador. Go ahead and try that one, John. I'm sorry, you're smarter than me down there in, in Hill Hill Country. Ambassador is the is the original word for ambassador. Okay, so you're an ambassador, <laughs> and John John looks dumber than maybe that must be smarter. An ambassador, which is you, you're a minister of the highest rank employed by one prince or state at the court of another to manage the public concerns of his own prince or state. You are here, I am here, to represent our king in governmental affairs. Don't you guys, come on! And representing the power and dignity of his sovereign. Ambassadors are ordinarily ordinary when they reside permanently at a foreign court, or extraordinary when they are sent on special occasions. That's me. I'm an extraordinary ambassador. So extraordinary that the FBI knows our name. They're also called ministers. Envoys are ministers. I went to Washington, D.C. as a minister. I went to Hillary's house as a minister. I went to Joe Biden's house as a minister. I went to Bill Barr's house as a minister. Envoys are ministers employed on special occasions and are less of and are of less dignity. In ludicrous language, 
An ambassador is a messenger. So you're an ambassador. And you're a messenger. For who? Who are you representing as you pass through this world? Do you stand up for the, the authority of your king? God, pastors need a lesson on that. Looks like Clay Clark did make it in. John, pull up the email, the standalone email. It says, uh, I think it's just sent to me and you if you know what I'm talking about. Pull that up there for me. Roger, your hand's back up. Do you want to say something, Roger? By the way, folks, this is posted. I, I, uh, these little ones is a video posted by Stu Peters. It's unbelievable on child trafficking, friends. It's unbelievable. It's posted on our website. Take the 50 minutes to watch it, 55 minutes. You can play it at double speed. You can play whatever. Please take the time to watch it. This is not one I've watched twice already. I thought Dan Bongino had a good quote. I'll read it quick. This fight is coming to your door. All of us will be forced to pick a side. I wish it weren't so, but it is. The left will not leave you alone. You're not their opponent. You're their enemy. The sooner you recognize this, the better prepared you will be for the moment it hits home. I heard That's that it, yesterday. Just reminded me of our cue in the morning. Yep. We're not their opponent. We are their enemy. And they're after us, Roger. Huh? We're their enemy, and they're after us. Dale. Hey, hang on a second, Dale. John, John um, I just sent it as a standalone. It might say skip at the beginning of it. Go ahead, John. Go ahead, Dale. No, absolutely. That video, you know, that if, if, if people who are following and, and shadow looking at all that, they need to watch stuff like this and they need to read the Constitution. They, they swore an oath to uphold the Constitution, not the Department of Justice, the Department of FBI. And the problem is, brothers, is because they don't, they're going to find themselves on the wrong side of history. And I'm not talking about the history that you read in the history books. I'm talking of the great coming king. And that day, there'll, there'll be such a wailing and a weeping yep. and a gnashing of their teeth, brother. You know, when you go back and you look at Nero, when he was burning down Rome, brother, let me tell you what, they, those that stood with him fell on the wrong side of history. And this is what we're doing. We're repeating ourselves. Let's go back and think our, 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 our public education, which is absolutely corrupt. All, and I mean all, right? So I'm cautious in saying that all of our founding fathers were homeschooled, coach. Every single one of them, they were all homeschooled. And nowadays, no, we're all indoctrinated, this public indoctrination, brother. These people are listening. They need to read the Constitution. They need to watch videos like that and see the people that are trafficking these children are people like their bosses, the Department of Justice, probably Marlon Garrick, whatever his name is. A lot of these guys, they are the customers on these child traffickings. Folks, watch the video. Watch the video. Watch the video. I came across this this morning. Actually, Skip sent it to me. Thanks, Skip. And uh, just the simplicity. You know, I'm, I'm a senior citizen heading that way. There's plenty of truth in this. Here, so listen, here's some truisms this morning that you can take with you for the weekend. 
As I've grown older, I've learned please, uh, pleasing everyone is impossible. But making everyone angry is a piece of cake. Number two, I'm responsible for what I say, not what you understand. Number three, common sense is like deodorant. The people who need it the most never use it. My, my tolerance for idiots is extremely low these days. I used to have some immunity built up, but obviously there's a new strain of idiocy out there. It's not my age bothering me. <laughs> it's the side effects. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm old and worn out, but I make sure I'm nowhere near the curb on trash day. <laughs> as I watch this generosity, I'm sorry, as I watch this generation try and rewrite our history, I'm sure of one thing. It's going to be misspelled and have no punctuation in it. <laughs> as I watch this generation, whoops, sorry, me sobbing, I can't see you anymore. I'm not going to let you hurt me again. My trainer, dude, it was just one sit-up. Anybody else say amen to that one? <laughs> just one sit-up. <clears throat> as I've gotten older, people think I've become lazy. But the truth is, I'm just more being, I'm just being more energy efficient. I haven't gotten anything done today. I've been in the produce department trying to open this stupid plastic bag. <laughs> if you find yourself feeling useless, remember, it took 20 years, trillions of dollars, and four presidents to replace the Taliban with the Taliban. Oh, my goodness. It turns out being a senior is mostly just Googling how to do stuff. <laughs> I want to be 18 again and run my life differently because I have new ideas. <laughs> God promised men good. God promised men <clears throat> good and obedient wives would be found in all corners of the world. And then he made the earth round. And laughed and laughed and laughed. I've been on two diets. I wasn't getting enough food on one of them. I've discovered I spent the first third of my life acquiring stuff. The next third trying to maintain it. And the last third trying to figure out how to get rid of it. <laughs> Anybody say? <laughs> Amen to that. Amen. I put my scale in the bathroom corner and it's where the little liar will stay until it apologizes. My mind is like an internet browser. At least 19 open tabs. Three of them are frozen and I have no clue where the music is coming from. <laughs> hey, Jane, stop this crazy That's thing. That's good stuff. <laughs> Excuse me. My <laughs> hard to believe I once had a phone attached to a wall and when it rang, I picked it up without knowing who was calling. <laughs> Apparently RSVPing a wedding invitation, maybe next time, isn't the correct response. 
She says I keep pushing her buttons. If it were true, <laughs> I would have found the mute button by now. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> <laughs> so you've been eating hot dogs and McChickens all your life, huh? But you won't take the vaccine because you don't know what's in it. <laughs> Sometimes the universe puts you in the same situation again to see if you're still a dummy. And the last one, there's no such thing as a grouchy old person. The truth is, once you get old, you stop being polite and you start being honest. Boom. Uh, Boom. Fantastic. Like I tell everybody, I want you to love me, but frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. <laughs> you know, it really doesn't matter to me anymore. Whether you're guilty as charged. <laughs> What's that, Joe? Guilty as charged. And guilty, guilty as charged. Oh, I'm out of stuff. We got three minutes left. I can fill anybody anything for the good of the group here this morning. Rich, go ahead. Uh, that was just that was good, lighthearted stuff there, Coach. Yeah. Could you share that with us? Thank you. Medicine's good for the it's good for the soul, isn't it? Huh? It's medicine for the soul. So, so coach, I was supposed to describe senior citizens. I didn't know I was a senior citizen at forty nine. But thanks for filling uh, in on that. What's that? You getting whippersnapper? <laughs> well, the fa- the funny thing about it, old age just kind of sneaks up on you. You know, it just all of a sudden you're there. Say, so what the heck? Where'd this come from, Joanne? Um. That video you post said it's posted. It's not there on your site. Uh, is Jonathan? Is it up there? Did we get that video up on the site? Yet? The Stu Peters. Yeah, the Stu Peters video. Can you put the link in the chat? Yeah, John, can you do that? Copy of it. Link. Hey, folks, listen. It's very, very sobering, and it's really good. It has that. Uh, uh, I can never remember that guy's name. The weird guy that they said jumped off the bridge and killed himself. What's his name? Isaac. Uh, Cap, yeah, what, who is it, Vinny? Isaac Cappy. Yeah, anyway, he's busting them all out. He's naming names. This guy's a pedo. This guy's a pedo. This guy, and they ended up killing him. It's, I'm telling you, it's powerful, powerful. Teresa. Morning. Um, I missed the first few minutes of the show, so you may have mentioned this, but did anyone hear anything about Ron DeSantis suspending the state, his state attorney general? Yes, he did. Yes. He did. We, we did speak about that, Teresa. Hey, real quick, I want to share you a clip. Hey, hey, Jonathan, if you can, scroll. I, I didn't know this. Scroll this video forward, Jonathan. Start it and scroll. For, uh, I want to, I got to, I may not get it. Blew me away. Just take a little thing, take it clear to the end, John. Little technical issues, folks. I didn't, I didn't know this. Well, like 50 minutes in or so? No. Uh, uh, I hate technology. Did you guys know that seven of the ten police officers who saw the original Epstein uh, um, laptop, seven of the ten officers were murdered? Did you guys know that? Right, the Wiener laptop. Yes. Seven of the ten Wiener laptop. Thank you. Can you Jonathan, you can't scroll that ahead for me? It doesn't matter. I'll show it in the after show. Folks, watch this. I encourage you to watch it. Have a great weekend. See you on Monday.